0: Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the System.io podcast with me, Natasha Pinto. Join us as we discuss all things digital marketing and entrepreneurship. Here, online business owners take us on a journey, how they went from zero to launch. So today, our guest is Robert Rubeco. He is an entrepreneur and digital marketer who specializes in websites and conversions. But you're also the man behind Punch Salad and Tips with Punch, right?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Okay, fantastic. So you are more of a content creator, but what is your history? How did you get started? So what were you doing before and how did you start in digital marketing?
1: Uh, actually, uh, I think I started with digital marketing a bit by accident. I um, I was uh, playing around with a um, action script. I don't know if you know what it is. It like used to be this programming language that used flash used which is completely dead now because uh, ios died, uh, killed it completely but that's somehow i got really interested in that because we went this was like a, uh, when i was still in university we went to this agency that was creating websites with only this flash technology and i was like wow everything was moving and things were just so different back then when uh action script was live and um, yeah i was I got so excited that, uh, yeah, I got into coding basically first.
0: Okay, that's really awesome. Um, So is it something that you studied at university or were you studying something completely different?
1: No, I went to before very uh, like generic one, marketing. That's that's what (laughs) I was studying. So uh, and then this came as a, yeah, by accident, basically because of the visit with the school.
0: We had okay. that's actually kind of fantastic that you fell into something so perfect for you and yeah,
1: yeah. coding
0: coding is not an easy thing to get into so how did you find that at first
1: no i never had a problem because uh, um, i also when i was younger i was really involved with computers it's not that i knew how to code but we played a lot of games and spent a lot of time on like uh, messaging boards like uh irc This was like, I don't know how many years ago, this uh, very primitive uh, technologies and uh, MSN in those days. So I was used to it. So uh, coding wasn't a problem per se. There was tutorials already uh, available. So it was easy to get started.
0: All right. And I suppose if you enjoy spending time on a computer, spending a little bit more time learning how to do some really cool stuff with the computer, it's an easy step.
1: Exactly. Yeah
0: all right so your website is called punch salad now i have to ask how did you come up with the name because it's quite unusual uh,
1: yeah so my only uh, criteria was that it should be unique enough so that if you type it in that there's n- no doubt that i will come first and um, and before that i started my youtube channel which which was with tips with punch i don't know why the punch where it came from but i wanted to have a a youtube channel with um, like tips and tutorials that are really quick to the point and not too much talking just showing you how to do stuff with websites so it kind of went somehow that's how i created and then i had to connect uh, the the webs the youtube channel and the website so then i had to have some punch in it so uh, i added it there Uh, nothing (laughs) yeah yeah i thought okay if i'll have different kinds of uh, punch i don't know youtube channels or whatever then the punch salad would be where because salad has a bit of everything so then you know it's like a yeah I don't healthy know.
0: mix i like that
1: exactly <laughs> no but for me the uniqueness was the uh, criteria because with some website names if if you have you know if the name is very generic then it's hard to find you uh, at all so uh, yeah that was definitely okay
0: definitely now when you were still in school, were you doing something before marketing? Were you working for an agency or did you start off on your own completely?
1: No, no, definitely. Definitely went through uh, the uh, like the generic route. I went to internship to an agency. Uh, then I went to another internship in a bigger company where I was in the digital team. Uh, and I am still working in digital space and not only on my business, but also working, working. Kind of a thing and uh, uh yeah uh, for me digital has always been the place because i never one criteria for me for work was that i don't have to wake up too early to go to work so <laughs> i could not be a construction guy just because you had to wake up so early i could not do it so with office work usually you can and agencies especially you can come in 9 30 and you, maybe even 10 you can get away with it so uh yeah one of the reasons for me <laughs>
0: Fantastic! Yeah, definitely. Nobody wants to be waking up at five o'clock in the morning. I used to so before I came into this position, I was a teacher. So even earlier, I was at work at six thirty in the morning to make wow. sure any wow. early children were being looked after, and it's a dark hour.
1: <laughs> that is tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always cold and dark. No,
0: exactly. Even in summer, some beautiful sunrises, but it doesn't make up for the missing hours of sleep.
1: No, no, no.
0: All right, so. You're in the digital marketing space, but could you give us a definition of it? Because I think a lot of people just starting out, they sort of look at it and they think, oh my gosh, there is so much. What is it? What do I do with it?
1: Yeah, digital. It's funny when digital market started, it's basically, yeah, I'm doing digital marketing. I have a website. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now it's just this, um, I, it's basically anything you do online that promotes you is digital marketing in the end. Uh, you know, the podcast is a, is a digital marketing in a way. YouTube channel is. Uh, there's, it really depends what area you're in because uh, it, it is very broad nowadays. And the, the amount of tools uh, and, and just jobs that is in this industry is yeah, enormous.
0: Okay, definitely. So could you give us more details about your speciality within digital marketing? So kind of tell us about this customer journey and how you take your customers on it.
1: Yeah, so I work with this quite a lot, uh, customer journeys and uh, just having, a customer has to feel, um, they cannot feel that they're lost and they have to feel good the whole time. So if they have some fears or objections, you need to address them in in a nice way and uh, just help them through the process because probably if they're on your side, they are interested already in your product uh, or your service. So you just need to help them understand uh, you know let's say if you have a high price uh, uh, tool then why is that price like why are you paying more for this than the other one and um, yeah the customer journey it's not simple because you cannot just uh, use a shopify um, shopify <laughs> template and put it on and it, and then you know it's optimized no, it really depends on your customers, uh, on their knowledge of uh, technology, on their um, behavior and on your product itself. So um, basically what I do daily is I, I A-B test different kind of solutions based on the customers, um, what we've seen from questionnaires or maybe uh, user research. So from those, we try to find out why and uh, what is the problem. Uh, And then we try to solve the the, uh, how to help them, but you never know what the solution actually is. So you have to try different ways. And that's where the A-B testing comes in and conversion rate optimization and things like that.
0: Okay, so definitely, I think perhaps brand, well, not brand identity, but your your ideal customer identity, that would be something that's really important for you when you are working with implementing these like conversion rate optimizations, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. You need to understand your customer and um, you, know, you cannot just, just, you know, usually it's not just one type of customer, depending on niche, but yeah, you need to understand what their needs are. And some are, some are more advanced and some are a bit less. So uh, you need to help everybody basically.
0: Okay. And figure out a way that works for everyone, kind of targets all the different pieces, right?
1: Yeah. And that's the hard part because obviously <laughs> you want to help the newbies, but then those that already understand everything, you don't want to uh, boredom with uh, basic stuff so uh, it's hard balance but usually if you get it right for the newbies the the experienced ones will will also enjoy it uh, so it's it's not like uh, yeah I, I think that way it's easier to build uh, build websites and, and tools
0: okay but it's not as easy as building a sales funnel right there's more to it i do uh,
1: no, know well i don't know sales funnel is uh uh, science in its own right it's uh it, it, I, I do think there are good sales funnels and then there's bad sales funnels so um i think it's pretty much the same it's just sales funnel is a bit more um it, it's more narrow you know kind of what you're already uh, not that what you're selling but you're probably targeting certain type of people uh with with, the, with your uh, funnel so then it's a bit you can uh target those fears and concerns and just see how the customers responded to it.
0: Okay, so your sales funnel is kind of a specific way of directing that customer journey. So in your, I don't know, mind, you'd have this idea of who your customer is, like a specific part of your audience and say, okay, cool, I need to take them through this process to get them to purchase, to show them that this is the right product for you. This is the perfect amount. Actually, you're saving money. These are the people who've already achieved success with this. So what do you think then is like the mark of a good sales funnel? Because you've said there's bad ones, but what do good ones look like?
1: Ah, that's a tough one. Th- those that convert well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean good ones are those that uh, address the um, I mean, the customer comes with an issue or something they want to solve with your product. So if you're able to convince them that this is the way to do it and why and how and things like that, then um, I think that's the uh, good. Sales funnel And what goes into it, um, I think it's a great copy with some images, uh, obviously, depending on niche and also just customer reviews and uh, just uh, seeing real people, how do they react to it? And I think nowadays it's a bit hard because I feel like there's a lot of maybe even there's a lot of fake reviews or a bit like, OK, these seem to be that somebody picked these Sorry, for your sales funnel, you will obviously pick the best ones. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> adding a few bad ones is not a bad thing. It's, it just adds a bit more trust that you are not saying that um, you know, you're perfect. There are some people that will not like it, um, but I think it just adds a bit of trust if you have some, some that are they don't you know put you on pedestal that you're the best, but maybe have a bit more critical feedback also. So okay, I, yeah. I wouldn't shy away from that.
0: All right. So you kind of opt for more transparency, kind of, this is honestly what I do. So I get it right for like 80% of the time and 20% of the time, I'm not a hundred percent satisfied. with
1: it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. If you put it that way, maybe it sounds a bit bad, but I, I think it's just, uh, it, it really is about being transparent. Yeah. The trust factor. I mean, some people will say something like, okay, I like how, you know, this was handled, but then it took too long or I don't know what, what things are, but not having any bad reviews, I think, at least when I search online, if I see no bad reviews, I'll be like, okay, this is a bit weird. Uh, like, really? Nobody said anything bad about you. Uh, so, I, especially if you're new, I think it's, uh, to me, it raises a bit of red flags. It's like, oh, this doesn't seem realistic. One, at least, you know, four-star or three-star review. That That's <laughs> what you expect to see. At least uh, that's how I check. I check, okay, a lot of good reviews and that uh, let's check what the bad reviews say about you or the three star reviews. What do they say about you?
0: Okay, definitely. So, there is a pretty common statistic that says that A B testing is the most conversion, the most common conversion rate optimization strategy. So, do you agree that it is also the most effective? Or do you think that some of these new versions like uh, heat mapping and other fancy tools also work? Or is like A B testing or split testing the way to go?
1: um they work together so uh, actually before you split test you should have heat maps as an input surveys questionnaires and to be honest a b test is not for everybody because you need a lot of sample size so you need a lot of people for it to be statistically valid so you cannot just come okay i have 100 people uh, you know 50 did this another uh, 20 did, did this and 30 did this so okay the first one won no it might be just a coincidence that these 50 people did something so uh a b testing is really when you have much more like in our company for example it's only um i uh, we accept an a b test only if we can uh, see 350 transactions for uh for that funnel or for that website uh, feature so um It can be a bit lower, uh, but then you have to have a bit higher uh, winning rate. So for example, if you had 5% difference, uh, you need much more people, like Sample, to see a difference. But then if you have a 50% difference in uh, conversion rate, then you need a bit less people. So uh, A-B testing is not for everybody, and it it is a great tool. And that's why uh, all the big companies, tech companies, have uh, dedicated A-B testers. But for smaller websites, Heat maps, uh, all the other tools that are available are probably better because you get um, a bit. I think you get uh, qual quanta- no qualitative uh, uh, feedback, so that's that's more important when you're smaller.
0: Especially because you haven't got that like quantitative size yet. You haven't got enough it, people for it to make sense to
1: Exactly. Otherwise, if you run A/B test on small sample size, then you are basically you're trusting data that is actually you shouldn't be trusting it. And it's just a random result in that case.
0: Definitely. All right. Now, are there any techniques that you use yourself to promote your website, to promote your YouTube channel that you find like particularly successful?
1: Yeah. I actually let YouTube promote me and Google promote me. So I do very little promotions right now. I'm focusing on the YouTube channel, grow it. And the only way you can grow it is having more content and uh, delivering value. Um, But you can do, I've done previously, uh, A-B testing with thumbnails, for example. Uh, That's a good one. Um, But again, you just need a lot of uh, traffic. So I cannot even use it for all the videos. I have to only use it for the high traffic videos. And um, uh, yeah, for for now, that's not something I've been focusing on.
0: Okay. What have you been focusing on, though?
1: content quality is just having a better quality content, more engaging content from YouTube's perspective. And for my website, it's really uh, trying to uh, support uh, what I do on YouTube, support also that on the website. So those people that wanna have it in text format, they, they can also have it that way.
0: Okay, so YouTube's taken a step to kind of move more towards short form- format video contents. Kind of mirroring the Instagram Reels and stories, and then also TikTok. Yeah, are you leaning into the YouTube Shorts?
1: No, no, it's uh, my field. I am into tutorials, so how to create a website in a short shorts, YouTube shorts would be impossible. It's like, I mean, I can show it, but people would just get confused. Yeah, you I have tried to speed
0: to, up the video, like super speed. Uh, it'll yeah, look yeah, crazy. Super.
1: Maybe I'm missing out. Uh, I, I definitely want to experiment more with that, but it's, it's a bit harder with uh, this kind of content. Also, 90% of my traffic comes on desktop. So may, yeah, it's just, I don't think you look for that kind of content when you're mobile. Uh, and shorts don't show up on desktop. So it's they, they, they're they not very useful in that sense. But I do agree on the shorter... Uh, just in general, you if you look at bigger YouTubers, they deliver their message quite quickly. Uh, some of them have a bit longer, but just in general, those most popular videos, they are quite short just because the attention span is quite short. So you want to... Um, yeah, you don't want to waste time on like... In my case it's like if something is loading you don't want to wait for 15 seconds while it loads you'll just skip it i just cut it out so these little things can improve the quality of the video for example
0: what else do you do to improve your video quality is there any kind of equipment that you advise for anyone st- like just starting out on youtube as a platform
1: honestly just starting out just just do it uh, the, uh, i think the only thing you need to invest this in is in a, a good microphone uh, but uh, I think the iPhone is completely fine or uh, your smartphone in general, general is fine to use as your camera. Um, I used it in the beginning, no problem at all. Uh, I think people are okay with, be- with not bad quality video, but if the uh, video quality is a bit worse than maybe you know, 4K, it's okay. But if the sound is bad, people will just immediately leave. Uh, so the sound is very important with video. But then if you want to upgrade, you can look at uh, some of the uh, basic options, like Canon M50, I think. Is that yeah. the one? I think it's a very popular one. Or any other these entry-level uh, cameras. Uh, they do great job. Uh, the only thing is you also need lights and stuff, so that, uh, for example, now it gets darker. So you need to have that light so that uh, everything is still uh, in focus and not too dark for, for video.
0: <laughs> OK, definitely. So start at just your phone but then invest in really good audio equipment maybe lighting and then eventually a camera okay yeah
1: unless you already experienced uh, you know like like you're already experienced on camera maybe you could already (laughs) go and uh, buy something more but i think uh, for me at least in beginning it was a bit weird to be on camera like how do you look at it and should i (laughs) use script or not i think all of those little things you need to first just learn and just do it and then you can improve uh, uh, equipment as well as you go
0: Right, so what is your process like? So how long does it take when you're creating one of your videos, one of your tips with punch from coming up with the idea to publishing it on YouTube?
1: Yeah, it depends a little, but I think it's about 10, 12 hours with longer videos, longer. And I have to say, because I'm not uh, like native in English, so it it complicates certain things. So I take, I don't know how many takes. I have 10, 15 takes, (laughs) just trying to say some things correctly. Uh, And um, that takes a lot of time. And I do script pretty much everything because I want to have it very concise and uh, straight to the point. Um, So um, I think I'm a bit, I take a bit longer than most uh, in my field at least, Um, but that's my process and it it is what it is. I just, uh, as long as there's quality, I, I think it doesn't matter how you get there.
0: Uh, definitely. And is there, are there any editing tools that you use and that you recommend to get through the video and the audio?
1: Yeah. The, uh, so with uh, there's a free software, Resolve DaVinci, DaVinci Resolve. Uh, it's pretty much on par with uh, Adobe Premiere or whatever. Uh, so you should just download that. It's, it's, once you learn that, you have everything. And with the pro version, you can get a few more uh, features, but you really don't need it. And I think that software is on the rise anyway. Uh, There's a lot of YouTube videos about it. So I do recommend for editing that. But I started with my, uh, what's the iMovie? That's what I started with. Completely fine. It works. You can chop videos and that's the most important thing. You're not going to use any fancy, uh, you know, like uh, animations. So iMovie is completely fine as well
0: oh yeah definitely and i think people underestimate how much you can get done with the little things i know i still sometimes use an app on my phone to edit parts of our thumbnail because it just works much better it's for free and takes me two seconds yeah Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. whatever is most convenient so i think uh, i think a lot of people also uh, they get stuck on these like hey where should i you know how do i get that but it's really by doing it you'll learn basically
0: Okay, and then when you are recording your videos, um, I've noticed quite a bit, and I noticed with myself as well when I did my first podcast, I was very self-conscious of how many times I said, um, and ah, or stumbled over my words or mixed something up. Do you go back and edit those all out, or do you kind of keep it more natural and authentic? What do you think is better?
1: I, I, I have to edit everything. I say a lot of <laughs> M and ums, and I think at some point it's just annoying It's every, all the time. So I need to look smarter and edit everything out. Obviously, it's harder for when you actually make a video like, like this, uh, when you're talking to the camera. That's why you need to take many takes. Uh, but when it's just voice and th- then something on the screen, I edit pretty much everything. I shorten it. Sometimes I forget a word so it's, there's like a 30 second pause and then I say the word at the end and in editing I'll just bring them together and it sounds more or less like I actually said the word immediately so uh, yeah don't, don't be scared you can always edit and for some, uh, for some YouTubers I think it's uh, they want to be as natural as possible so if that's your uh, way no problem you should as it's
0: it. yeah it's much easier as a native english speaker to just be like whatever it's fine if i said yeah. um it's um
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and uh, I, when you're not and you're like hmm if there's some grammar mistakes like should i edit and uh i mean as long as the words are understandable it's, it's okay for me
0: well, definitely um and then you have created a free ssl generator so give us a little bit more detail about that why you created it and um how it works for you
1: uh, so basically, my YouTube channel um, in the beginning, this was maybe 10th or 15th video I made uh, maybe four years ago, and it was about the SSL certificate. and that actually blew up in my in my like uh, scale. so maybe 200,000 uh, views on that video. Oh, and wow. it worked really well until the, the software I was using or the, the, the website I was using. They made it so that it's not free anymore but you have to pay after I think three times you can uh, generate uh, SSL three times and then you have to pay and you need to log in and stuff like that and I thought uh, the SSL is free so um, I thought okay the, I don't want to be change I don't want to constantly change my videos because somebody changes their tool so I'll, I'll just create my own uh, because I I know how to code so uh, it took me a a bit longer than I thought, but <laughs> I found a uh, uh, something on GitHub that you can sort of uh, open projects, no, open source. So yep. I could just use that and build my tool on top of it. And uh, right now it's totally free and it generates a lot of traffic to my website. It's uh, 90% uh, of the traffic is because of this tool. Um, so it, it's just something that uh, I felt like could useful to people and useful to me so i don't have to redo the video all the time and um, now it's there running
0: that's perfect that's actually awesome and that's exactly what you do with content creation right you sort of identify a problem where something needs to be you work on your experiences and how you've solved that problem and that's what you sell to people and you're giving this awesome tool away for free which is great just teaching them all the other stuff around it
1: yeah. And, and, and the great thing is some people are so um, generous and happy about it that they leave a tip, uh, you know, $5 here, $5 there. It actually yeah, adds up that I can at least, you know, cover my uh, I don't know, web hosting costs just with that. So, yeah, yeah there's some some uh, financial in, in, in incentive, but it's just really nice that some people are actually so happy about it, but that they, um, they feel generous enough to donate.
0: Okay. That's awesome. And then what does the future look like for you? So do you have a medium term or a long-term goal? Are you looking to completely focus on your website soon or what are you planning?
1: Yeah, I definitely, uh, I want to focus creating more content. So right now it's about one video uh, a week. So I would like to expand that to two maybe. I'm also bringing now new, not partners, but like I want to try out by adding uh, some people will do videos for me. So not for me, but they are more like a guests. So they'll okay. be uh, doing tutorials as guests. I want to experiment how well that works. And uh, for my website, uh, really, it, it is um, something I haven't paid enough attention. And I would like to because SEO is constantly evolving. And that's something I, I want to also keep up with. So for that part, I just need more content again. And that I just need more time for it. Um, but uh, yeah, for for, for for future is a really uh, make the YouTube as a, a way to generate traffic and then uh, create a product, probably either a course or something related to websites like a tool uh, and then uh, and sell that. So I, I do see, see there's a bigger potential uh, in income when you actually sell stuff. So yeah,
0: definitely
1: that's something I, I, I need to do in the next, uh, you know, uh, year or two that, that there's a, some sort of a product there.
0: Okay. well, I look forward to seeing what product you come up with. I think
1: yeah, after
0: you. your free SSL generator, you've definitely got some potential and you're good at coding. So you really could go course or tool. Yeah. All right. And then in closing, some shorter questions. So is there a book, a podcast, or a free resource that you would recommend to our listeners? especially someone just starting out, maybe just starting their YouTube channel.
1: Uh, for YouTube channel, um, there's a great channel. It's called Film Booth. The guy's amazing right now. He's he's really creating great content. Uh, I've been following him a lot. Sign up for a small course on thumbnails just recently. Uh, and, uh, and there's another other one, a video creator or something. Sorry. <coughs> I forgot the other one, is he also good? But just in general, if you're in side hustle, I think uh, there's the podcast side hustle nation quite big, but I find it so inspirational always that people find so many different ways to make extra income. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just really your imagination is the limit and uh, the way they find all kinds of things I always get inspired after every uh, episode. So yeah, those, those are for me at least.
0: Okay, awesome. And then looking back now, is there any advice that you would give to your 18 year old self?
1: Yeah, for me, uh, when I was 18, uh, and and, you know, the school maybe 19 when the school ends, and I was like, ah, yes, uh, learning is done. I'm gonna now, you know, start working or whatever. (laughs) But uh, for me, the advice is like, uh, it it doesn't stop, the learning doesn't stop there. And that uh, actually learning can be fun because uh, at 18, I never thought that learning is fun because yeah you give you you give teenagers some books and you have to study those but actually learning is super fun and i think re- really that uh, i wished as when i was 18 that i i uh, got involved with more books pod- well at that time podcasts weren't a thing but anyway uh, more just, uh, l- keep like, uh, uh, just keep learning like just keep learning whatever you're into just keep learning and and investing in that as well
0: Okay. And I suppose it's easier to enjoy learning when you're learning something you like doing, right? So as exactly. soon as you kind yeah. of like found coding, you were like, oh my gosh, computers and work. And this is amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then at some point you're like, i oh, this is boring again. So then you can go something else. But I, I did the action script, but then I came back to it. I, I didn't code for many, many years, but then I picked it up again, but it was easier because I've done it before. So everything you learn in life, more skills, is just, it will come back in some way and you will utilize those skills.
0: Okay, definitely. I suppose your education is the one thing no one can take away from you no matter what.
1: Yeah, All right. yeah exactly.
0: And then where can our listeners find you? So if you let me know your website, any of your social media tags, I will pop them in the tags and in the comments.
1: Yeah, it's definitely my YouTube channel Tips with Punch. Uh, I'm there every week I release videos. I also try to answer all the questions in comments. So if you have questions about websites, you can find me there. And also in somewhere in my about page on YouTube, you can find my email. I also answer those if you have any questions
0: okay awesome thank you Robert so much for Thanks, joining us awesome. um, and thank for giving do. us your time oh it's brilliant um, and thank you Thanks. to our listeners today so if you're watching us on YouTube hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you're listening to us on a podcasting app subscribe to the system podcast that you never miss an episode system.io is a digital marketing software platform packed with all the tools you need to grow your online business thank you again